This is the Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup. Now, with today's Caribbean News headlines, here's Keisha Wallace. This podcast is brought to you by Let'sTalkIdeas.org, your budget-friendly custom design firm in Diamond Key Marina, British Virgin Islands. Welcome to Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup. Here's a look at some of our Caribbean headlines for today. Guyana leads the world in oil exploration. Government of Jamaica assured of Saudi Arabian private and public sector investor interests. Dominica calls for U.S. to lift its age-old trade blockade of Cuba. Puerto Rico commits $7.6 million to boost cybersecurity, and Grants Morgan releases Positive Vibrations album in St. Martin. These and other stories on today's Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup for Tuesday, July 12th. We start a report today in Guyana. Crowder News reports that South America has taken the exploration crown for discovered volumes of crude oil, and the continent is set to remain a global exploration hotspot for the next two years. According to Rystad, at Energy, a Norwegian independent energy research and business intelligence company that provides data, tools, analytics, and consultancy services to the global energy industry, Guyana is taking the lead with a plethora of proven oil and gas resources and drilling campaigns underway. Reporting on Latin America's regional insight for June 2022, Rystad documented that South America's position is driven by primarily activity in Guyana, Brazil, Suriname, and Colombia. The increase in the offshore well count in the region is expected to be led by Guyana, followed by Brazil and Colombia, while onshore explorations, which has taken a backseat in the past two years, is on track for a comeback this year and in 2023. According to Rystad, an analysis for the period of 2017 to 2022 revealed that South America takes the top spot among all continents in terms of discovery of hydrocarbons. Rystad reports that the region has already seen close to 14.5 billion barrels of discovered resources in the 2017 to 2022 period, of which Guyana accounts for 65 percent, followed by Suriname with 15 percent. Jamaica Information Service reports that the government of Jamaica is being assured of keen interest in Jamaica by private and public sector investors in the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia. Jamaica's Prime Minister Andrew Holness received this assurance from the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia's Deputy Minister for Investor Outreach, His Excellency Badar al-Badar, during a business luncheon hosted for a 65-member delegation visiting Jamaica from the Middle Eastern State on July 8. Mr. Badar, in his remarks, said the trip was an excellent opportunity for the government to see firsthand what we have to offer. We believe in the opportunities in Jamaica, and we very much want to develop the investment dialogue, which we recently begun with you, he noted. The deputy minister emphasized that investments are among the engines of growth in any economy that can result in asset creation, which leads to enhanced production, employment, and overall economic progress. He pointed out that the team included the heads of 40 leading Saudi companies and investment institutions and senior representatives from ministries and agencies. Among them were Saudi Fund for Development, the Public Investment Fund, and the Export-Import Bank. Mr. Badar said Friday's engagement was
was especially important for us, pointing out that the Caribbean has become a priority zone for investments and business partnerships for Saudi Arabia. He maintained that Jamaica, as the Caribbean's third largest economy, is a key partner, a key player, and a key leader in this regard. Sinkitz Nevis Observer reports that Dominica has reiterated a call for the United States to remove its trade embargo from Cuba. As Cuban diplomat predicts, one day we will celebrate the end of the blockade. Dominica's Foreign Affairs Minister, Dr. Keith Darrow, addressing a weekend motorcade and rally organized by the Dominica-Cuba Friendship Association said, while we recognize the efforts of the U.S. government in recent days to increase flights to some cities in Cuba and also some headway in the remittances allowed to Cuba and now visas can be processed in Cuba, we are saying thanks. A lot more can be done. Cuba needs to have a seat at the table, said Durow, noting that the most of the measures were being implemented unilaterally by Washington insisting Cuba needed to be there when Cuba is being discussed. We recognize and feel encouraged by these measures, but we are asking that much more needs to be done, and we are asking that the U.S. remove and lift this unjust blockade against Cuba, he said. The United States embargo against Cuba prevents American businesses and businesses organized under U.S. law or majority owned by American citizens from conducting trade with Cuban interests. Cuba's ambassador to Dominica, Ulysses Arantz Fernandez, who also addressed the event, said the worldwide condemnation of the blockade has been increasing. He said since 1992, the United Nations approved a resolution calling for the end of the blockade. He said in the last vote at the UN, 184 countries voted in favor of removing the trade and economic embargo, while the U.S. and other countries voted against and three abstain. He said last month rallies and motorcades took place in 24 cities around the world, including New York and Miami, calling for the removal of the blockade. President of Dominica Cuba Friendship Association, Dr. Damien Dublin, said Cuba has played a significant role in the socioeconomic development of the island, noting the impact of Cuban trade local professionals operating there. GovInfoSecurity.com reports that the government of Puerto Rico is making a multi-million dollar effort to improve its cybersecurity after suffering a string of attacks, including a phishing attack in 2020 that siphoned $2.6 million from the public pension system. According to the article, a $7.6 million agreement with the Multi-State Information Sharing and Analysis Center will improve continuous monitoring on government networks. Puerto Rico in 2021 centralized cybersecurity operations across the government and established a security operations center. Nanette Martinez-Ortiz, the interim executive director of the Puerto Rico Innovation and Technology Service, told Information Security Media Group that continuous monitoring offered by the Multi-State Information Sharing and Analysis Center should minimize the impact of any phishing, ransomware type cyber attacks that we may experience in the government of Puerto Rico. 
St. Martin Island Times reports that some 19 countries are now part of the Caribbean Safe School Initiative, signing at the St. Martin Declaration on School Safety on June 30, 2022, at the third Caribbean Safe School Initiative Ministerial Forum held in St. Martin. The St. Martin Declaration replaced the Antigua and Barbuda Declaration, signed in 2017 and updated in 2019. 13 Caribbean Safe School Initiatives participating countries also signed the St. Martin Declaration on School Safety and other islands are expected to sign a later pending approval in their governance structures. The St. Martin Declaration recognizes the examination of critical issues impacting disaster risk management and their relevance to the education sector in the Caribbean region by Caribbean ministers of education, high-level officials in the education sector, along with youth and stakeholders. It further recognizes the diversity of regional biological, social, geological, and meteorological hazards and their cascading impacts on the Caribbean. Signatories to the St. Martin Declaration on School Safety include St. Martin, Anguilla, Antigua and Barbuda, the Bahamas, Cuba, Curaçao, Dominica, Guyana, Haiti, Jamaica, Montserrat, St. Lucia, St. Vincent and the Grenadines, and a Turk in Caicos Island. The supporting agencies and partners that signed the declaration are Tenia Marine on behalf of the delegates of the Youth Forum of Caribbean Safe School Initiative, UNESCO, UNICEF Regional Office for Latin America and the Caribbean, and Regional Working Group on Education of the Latin America and Caribbean Region, UNDRR. Caribbean Disaster Emergency Management Agency, Global Partnership for Disaster Risk Reduction and Resilience in Education Sector, and CAF Development Bank of Latin America. The Caribbean Development Bank and the OECS are also expected to sign once formal approval is received. And finally, St. Martin Island Times reports that Grammy Award-winning Jamaica recording artist Gramps Morgan released his new album, Positive Vibrations, at a packed moon bar in Maho on Friday last week after a press conference at Oyster Bay Beach Resort, attended by St. Martin's Acting Minister of Tourism, Economic Affairs and Transportation, Omar Atli and Omar Atli Telecommunications. Oyster Bay Beach Resort and Coral Beach Club Sales and Marketing Director Rohan Williams noted how the collaboration between him and the St. Martin Tourist Office over the past month had led to securing Gramps Morgan's second visit to the island. He revealed how passionate he and Otley are about Gramps Morgan music. St. Martin's Tourist Office Director Mei-Ling Chung recalled that Gramps Gramps Morgan also released an album in St. Martin 10 years ago. Otley thanked everyone who made the visit possible and said the impact of social media advertising should not be underestimated, noting that when Gramps Morgan was asked about his hotel room, he replied, it's wonderful. I posted it on Instagram and it got 20,000 views. That's the new era of promotion, Otley said. With you opening the doors... Many more Grammy-nominated and award-winning artists will choose St. Martin as their destination. Gramps Morgan responded, It's a pleasure to be here as a Jamaican, but when I get on a plane to represent Caribbean music, 
I represent the entire Caribbean, even places like Belize and Honduras, because if you love reggae music, you're Caribbean. Have news and information you'd like to share with us? Email news releases to news at pulseofthecaribbean.com. And to share information on upcoming events, email events at pulseofthecaribbean.com. This has been your Pulse of the Caribbean Caribbean News Roundup for Tuesday, July 12th. I'm Keisha Wallace. For more Caribbean news stories and information, visit us online at pulseofthecaribbean.com. If you found value in this podcast, be sure to like and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And thank you in advance for choosing Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup as your source for Caribbean-centered news. 